and welcome to Talking the Gridiron Week 18 recap show here. And what, I guess, what a wild card weekend preview here, probably in the same way as we get everything going on. We'd love to get your comments here on Variety Sports Network. I got Jimmy Pilato here far under the bench. I got Jordan Max here, Variety Sports Network. Gentlemen, we put a lot of work this season. We're here at the end now with it. A lot of good stuff to get into today. A little drama. We'll get into that right away as well here. Jimmy Pilato, we, we, we talked a little bit this morning on the tailgate. Now we're doing the post-tailgate. We're both still standing. I guess that's the good thing if we're doing the tailgate like we usually are. So how are we doing, Jimmy Pilato, out there? Week 18, uh, sir, we made it. We made it. I, I feel a little bit uh, – I feel like I cheated a little bit because I did get that break during my cruise. Uh, it wasn't that much of a break because there was a sports bar. So guess where I was most nights? Uh, it's either that or the karaoke bar. Everybody knew the guy at the karaoke bar had my order down before like he'd see my glass start to get a little bit low. He's like, Hey, I got you. Don't worry. Just had to bring up my card and he would swipe it. So, well, I wouldn't be tailgating quite that much. Um, since the, the <clears throat> cruise, I'm, I'm happy that it's over. I don't have to deal with it anymore. It sucks the way that it ended, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess there's stuff to look forward to next next year. But, man, two games where we could have had it. If we just win one of those two games, one of those two, we're sitting possibly at the seven right now. We're, we're the eight. We have tiebreakers over AFC teams, believe it or not. We didn't go winless in the division. I thought we were going to go over six. Did that. Jesus Brian, Christ. Did that. I heard his girlfriend's getting a lot of uh... – a lot of that attention was, I saw I, that for her bobsled team outfit there, so she's getting yeah, a little bit there like that. Uh, <laughs> hey, what, Jordan, help me out, Jimmy. You're on there. Is it still 14-7? Bills, are they getting into the end zone here late? It's, oh, Bills it's, just it's got still, It's still 14-7. The Bills are knocking on the door at the 10-yard uh, line. So They don't have time. We'll it's over. Half's over. Is he going to 14-7 now? Halftime will kind of – as joining us, hopefully, talking the gridiron here as you're entering halftime there on NBC. Glad to have you with us. Got a lot of people in the chat right now. Again, feel free to comment in as we go along with the show here. Bills, Dolphins right away right there. Bills don't have to – it's not a do-or-die, Jimmy, right, like we talked about this morning with them getting eliminated in the playoffs. But they get that two seed. You get that two home games in a row. I would think this game means quite a bit. Yes, you are in the playoffs regardless. But the fact that you get those two home games, I would think that would still mean a lot to these teams. So we'll see it's if a, Miami can hold on here. It's a choice from playing Buffalo, uh, excuse me, Buffalo playing Kansas City in Kansas City. Yeah. Or if they win, they're the two, they get to host um, Pittsburgh. And, and I don't know, Pittsburgh to me is is a paper right now. I, I don't, Rev. their defense is what's held them. I know. Love I know. Rev. Don't mess with a terrible towel. Uh, <laughs> you know better than that. You know better than that. Hey, uh, let's start. Let's get it. Let's get the show off. TJ, Hoos TJ Hushmanzada lives forever. Oh. And his cleats with that. <laughs> TJ, the Oregon, ex-Oregon receiver. There got TJ out there. Is that Oregon State? Maybe. Uh, Jaguars choke the division, though. Let's go right there, gentlemen. That was the, That's the star of the show today. Sunshine doesn't get the job done out there, Mr. Lawrence. A lot of things now on it. It's going to be on his plate this offseason. It's going to be a lot of talk. About this guy being overrated, not not getting the job done, and I would say in some ways they might deserve it. Five out of six, they go out losing here, blow the, a very winnable AFC South. Credit to the Texans, we talked about them a little bit this morning. Obviously, they played their way to that, putting pressure on the Jaguars, winning the ten games. But come on, this is a Jaguars choke job right here. They had the uh, they had the more talent in the division. They were set up to win it this this year. And they could not get the job done. You lose to a Titans team that's been in shambles all year. I know it's Henry's going away party, but my goodness, 
Uh, they just, I mean, you lose to Tannehill too. I mean, Jimmy, I mean, this is just awful. It wasn't a great finish. It's not good for them because this was the year they had the schedule to to do what they were doing. <clears throat> they didn't. They weren't able to hold themselves accountable. It's like they were taking those steps to finally not losing games, but they took a step back this year. Um, so they're going to have to regroup. I still think Peterson and, and Lawrence can work. They just yeah. – they had too many times where they were not putting it together or they thought, oh, we'll flip the switch. We're, we're the Chiefs from 20, uh, 2018. We'll go down 10, 10 points. We'll spot you 10, and then we'll make a big comeback. And they couldn't even do that against the Titans today. Uh, uh, they, they had big plays too. Like they came close. So if you didn't you spot one at the opponent, end, Ridley, they had Ridley in there at the end, kind of through the fingertips. I mean, well, you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have given up a touchdown and, and uh, put yourself behind like that. Let me ask you this, gentlemen. Uh, how much of that do you think is Lawrence's health? Because that kind of came into question at the broadcast booth afterwards. Was was he really – should he have cleared concussion protocol and things of that nature that quickly during Maybe the season? Not. Or do you think it just came down to flat out being out? Five out of six, Jordan? Five out of six? Five out of six. I mean, that's a lot of games to blow at the end. I mean, I also kind of, you know, the scouting reports on him early. Maybe he needed a little bit longer arms there. The measurements, we need a little longer there. They're going to tighten it up there, Jordan. Uh, I don't know. I That's a good point. And I think going forward with him in the offseason, right, he's going to have a ton of pressure. The coach, Peterson, I think he's a good coach, but he wasn't able to get the job done today as well. Houston, again, they just kind of – they don't – I don't, I don't want to say they steal it because I feel like they had to – they kind of – push their way to make Jacksonville have to win, but it really just, for me, feels like a Jags. It just feels like a big choke job on their side. Like, just not a – five out of six? Ugh. That's that's disgusting right there. That doesn't feel good. And then losing to the Titans at the end? I mean, that's – you can't go – that's that's a rough way to go out. Losing to a big-up Titans team, not even, a, even a fully together team. That's That says that, that says a lot kind of where the Jags organization is. They, they spend the right money. They do the right things. They yeah. have the talent. We just – haven't really seen it put together for one whole season. You you see big time flashes. You see him in prime time. You know Lawrence does and says all the right things. Etn looks good when they use him. I I think some of the run game kind of fell apart there at the end of the year. Did, yeah. But when you're playing from behind, you got to drop back. And Jimmy knows this as a Bengals fan. You got to drop back 20, 30, 40 times <laughs> to play catch up. And, yeah. Uh, and that just. Deep defenses become one dimensional, and they they tee off on their O line, and you you can't you you can't stop what uh what you dictate. So. And it was interesting, Henry, after the game, giving the speech like uh he was out. It was just kind of it was different. You'll see that very often. Eight years there, has little grabs, Mickey Mantle-ish. <laughs> grabs the microphone. He's out there talking. So we'll see. Maybe he calls it quits. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I don't think he does. But uh, just kind of it was kind of weird. You'll see that every day from him. All right, let's go to the other Southern Cup. The Two grand slams and a, a, a single here. They went nine to nothing over the Panthers in just a, I mean, I don't know. It, it wasn't okay. a very pretty game. Ugly game, nine nothing. A third straight year, though, they win the division now. Third straight year. The Saints, they pulled, they beat the Falcons. It ends up meaning nothing because of the Bucks winning it. There was a little drama, though, at the end of that game with Big Arthur getting in Allen's face. We kind of briefly touched on that before we came on here. Uh, but it's kind of funny to be. You, you mentioned Allen kind of being a pushover. He is. What he says, like he was like, "Oh no, it's our, you know, I shouldn't have done it." And then Don't you have be mad at me. And then you Don't have be James. mad at me, please. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to score forty-one. I just wanted to stay at 40, 36, but they wouldn't listen. I I couldn't stop them. You see like how big James. those guys are. I, I love Jameis Winston's answer. 
the best. His is just like <laughs> every. It's the Billy Madison. Uh, in nowhere in that rambling, incoherent statement <laughs> was there any semblance of an answer to my question. I, I I would, uh, everybody gonna, in this room is dumber for having listened <laughs> to you. I'm gonna play the first 15 seconds with for it here. Yeah, just give me just a second to get it up. I got it. I feel like it's worth it. Because the play was was victory, yeah. uh, but I also explained to DA that it was a team decision, and uh, and I think we had the a team morale. And I asked the guys, I said, guys, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team, and and I understood from DA's perspective, so I, I give him that. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious to me that I love it that it's from DA's perspective. Like they basically, like, it was a team decision. We, we, well, we like the play call. But it's a team decision here. We're going to run a go rally. We're going to run. It was supposed <laughs> to be a kneel. It was supposed to be a kneel, but I decided I haven't played much today. I want to throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> but so proper. But I get it, DA. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, that's not a guy that's – I. how do both those coaches not get fired from the from – the, I mean, the Bucks win the division, but it, it's now – my question to you guys, I have it kind of down here as we kind of – if you want to wrap all – anything that's to a whole of this, this division is, to me, who's the most disappointing – is it the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers there? Let me hold on real quick before I get to that. I got our guy on, Sehan here. I got him joining us here. What's up, Sehan? How are we doing? What's going on, man? Good evening. Let's do it. Let's do it here, sorry man. Sorry for my tardiness. I'm, I, 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 I'm sorry. It's all right. You get the sh- you got the shame chair today. You got the shame. You got that one today. It's good to have you on, man. Glad you could join us. Uh Man, glad I can just, you know, stay, stay awake this long. And it's, it's a late night for me, but hey, man, I'm here, man. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you spending some time with him. We'll get you, we'll get uh, get you through here with it here shortly, in and out here in an hour, my friend. We kind of started, talked a little bit about the Jags. We're talking a little bit about the, uh, about the AFC South or the AFC NFC. South there. NFC yeah. South now here. I was saying, who is more disappointing? Let's get your thoughts on it first, then. I had Saints, Falcons, and I threw the Panthers in there just because. Two wins and like now you don't even get the number one pick in the draft. So if out of those teams, which one do you use a little bit more disappointing? Um, I think it's somewhere between the Saints and the Falcons. I think coming into the season, I felt like the Saints probably had a playoff level uh, defense, if you will. And with Derek Carr being kind of an experienced starter, they had solid pieces on the offensive side of the ball. You had um, Alvin Kamara, you had Chris Olave, um, and you had you know again some solid pieces to build upon. And for them to come up short in a division that was basically um, a division full of rookie quarterbacks and bad defenses, I would lean a little bit more towards the Saints. I was I was unsure of uh, Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. That's fair. That's fair. What do you think there, Jimmy? What do you got? I think the way the season went and everybody was trying to sell, like snake oil sell Desmond Ritter at the beginning of the season, and it just never, never got to that point. So – I would say the Atlanta because it was right in your hand. You had a lead on the Saints. You had a lead on the Bucks at one point. You couldn't beat either of those teams down the stretch. And not only do you not make it competitive today, um, you have to have your coach out there on, at the midfield, like talking smack to try and back you guys up. Dude, you're professionals. You get paid a lot of damn money. Keep the guy out of the end zone. What, <laughs> whatever play they call, I don't. Who lays down in an NFL football game? Except for Doug Peterson a few years ago with Philly, but that's another that's another question. He he should have been put in jail for shaving points. But come on, man, you can't lay down. You can't expect somebody's not going to take every advantage to score some points, run up some stats on you. You were getting you were getting mopped. That's what happened. 
And we just heard Jameis Jordan there. It was a team decision there. So what, what do you got, Jordan? Where do you, who do you got with it? Saints, Falcons, or Panthers? More disappointing there it, for you. It, it's, it's a hard coin toss between the Saints and the Falcons. Yeah. I never believed in the Falcons' offense to gel in one year just because of a lot of the, the youth movement and the high draft picks that came in. So it, to me, it'd be the Saints. The Saints were more established. They were, they had, you know, Mike Thomas was getting a little bit healthy. Chris Olave was coming in with, with a lot of uh, a lot of hype. Uh, Derek Carr had playoff experience coming over from Oakland. So that, to me, they had more pieces together to make a run and what should have been and ended up being a weaker division. So in my in my book, it, it was the Saints to it was the Saints division to lose all day. I really didn't believe in the Bucks. I, Baker Mayfield brought kind of a cloud of media, and the yeah. Eddie was competing with Trask and Camp, and they they were both missing the nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's definitely the Saints. John out here, out of your foul mind, they did the. I'm sorry. He, they, I'm sorry. It comes to an end. It's an easy answer for him, of course, out there in Atlanta. Sorry, guys. Was it the year? But they do a great job with their show. Be sure to check them out. I think they're going to be joining us next week uh, during for the playoff episode, so that'll be good. Can I throw the Panthers? My last thing with them would be, like I said, two losses. Two young didn't look very good. You had Stroud play good, and then you lose the number one pick, and then you have an owner that looks like he's out of his mind. I was so not a good. That's, that's got to be the worst <laughs> thing about being a Panthers fan because you got the money now. You got the van- you you got the financial backing, but this guy's a yeah. A you got moral. this guy. You obviously can't take a little trash talk. From there, so all right, and it's, let's get to let's get to the team that really matters. The team that matters the most. We got he's out there in the north, out there, out of Michigan. The Detroit Lions. They win today. A little injury though, maybe to Mister Laporta. It looks like he's probably out that first round. Maybe out longer. We don't have the report on it fully yet, or I haven't heard yet. Maybe you can give me some breaking news on that. I also have it on here at the Browns, kind of resting their starters. They get the win over the Bengals. So. As I kind of get into this question for you guys, trust the Lions or Browns to go a little farther in the playoffs, I kind of find both their franchises kind of similar in a way, like in the sense that they haven't had much success over a long period of time. Now they've kind of got it both a little different the way they got to it this year. See, Henry, let's start with your Lions there. Give us the kind of report on why maybe we should have a little bit more trust in the Lions and how you're feeling going into this playoffs. You want this Laporta news here. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. I'm, you know, after the, the Porter news, man. I'm, 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 I'm kind of iffy on who to trust in this situation. You know, you look at us. Um, it's going to be a great game with um, uh, um, against the Rams next week. Yeah, great storyline. Sunday night football. Him coming back. Golf versus um, the L.A. Rams. Brad Holmes, formerly of the L.A. Rams, now the GM here now. Um, they're off. I mean, our offensive line versus Aaron Donald. It's going to be a great, great game. Um, we don't know what's going on with Laporta right now. It's been reported that there's it's a bone bruise right now, um, a hyperextension, um, sprain, no to- no 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 torn anything. Um, the expectation for me personally is that he's probably not going to play, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe we our trainers will get the Mister Miyagi hands out, you know, and they can rub a little something something nice on there, you know. Uh, but we'll see. But home game, we're extremely excited about the game here as fans. I think um, when you look at the players, I think Jared Goff is probably going to be probably the most focused that he's probably been going to be very, very locked in. We're playing in a controlled environment, which he does very, very well. Um, and our run game, I think, you know, you look at them defensively, they're a solid team, surprisingly, you know, um, well in some areas, but they can be run on. You can score points on them. And it has the potential to be a track meet. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. And we're going to definitely see a lot of NFL big-time storylines coming from oh, this yeah. game. 
<laughs> hey, I was listening to your pod this week, and you mentioned how uh, how you were kind of you you understood how Campbell can be aggressive. Like you get that, but you also mentioned how it can be. You're like, come on, man. Sometimes like you you can't. You have to kind of feel out the game a little bit and just take the 21-21 tie when it's there. So, sit, so sit there. yeah, so, man. That is like the gift and the curse with me and and, and, yeah. and, and Campbell. I like him, but I don't love him because I think he's still <laughs> growing a lot in his terms of his decision-making as a coach. I'm going to understand his um, aggressive uh, 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 philosophy. And I think it does, you know, um, it, it does have, I don't, it's a place for it, if you will. It's a place I for it, you. if you will. But he needs to sometimes play conventional as well. And I think that, What's key for us is to play complimentary football. We don't have the greatest of defenses. You know, we've got some solid young talent over there, but it hasn't quite, I'm not going to say it hasn't quite gelled. It hasn't quite grown up yet. And we're still getting better on that side of the football. So at times you don't want to put that unit in bad spots. And sometimes when you're over aggressive, when you go for it on fourth down, when you go, when you do the fake punt stuff and it does not work. Yeah. You know, when it works, Hey, great. You're the, you know, you're a genius. It looks you know fine, but when it yeah. doesn't work, I don't think you think about, the negative impact because sometimes those things, I mean, basically feel like a turnover to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the Dallas game, you know, and again, that was a game where there was, you know, a lot of things on the line for us. We could have possibly been a number two seed early in that game. You go for it on that, on the drive early in the game. I forgot exactly where we were field wise, but we go for it. Maybe we are somewhere within the, we're somewhere within the thirties. You know what I'm saying? We go for it, we get it on fourth down. Okay. Now you get it down within the 10 yard line. You don't have to go for it again, bro. <laughs> you, know That's what I mean. you don't have to go for it again. We got it. Let's take these points. You know, it's the first it's the first quarter. We'll get out of here. It feels like a win. But now we get down there. We don't get the points. And now it feels like, what the yeah. fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I and think that that impact he doesn't think about a lot. I think that when we're looking at this game about the Rams, I'm, I'm more worried about it being a tight game and him having to make crucial decisions than I am really Stafford versus our defense. I know Stafford yeah, is going to get his. Fair. It's going to be up to AG to really, really put the, uh, put together a scheme that's effective. We're going to have to get Stafford off his spot. We're going to have to put some pressure on him. But I understand Stafford is who he is, and he's going to throw for 300, probably a couple touchdowns. We're hoping that he makes a mistake or two. But when he does that, can we capitalize? That's going to be the, be the key. And if it is a tight game, can my coach control himself? Can he control himself? Don't Go do for anything it. stupid yeah. that's gonna hurt our team. That's all I can say, man. But he's the Madden guy, man. He's like the guy. I was talking to Tyler. He goes, because he plays online still, and he's like, no, they go for it. Everybody goes for it, no matter what. It's like, so he's like, it's that's, Campbell. That's who he is. Like that. That's, that's who he is. is. Like it's a Madden game. That's hilarious, Jimmy. Who you got? Browns, Lions. Who you trusted more? Go farther. I I love the Lions and the way that they play, the way that they're built. I I can't wait to see Frank Ragnow. Aaron Donald, that's that's a as a former offensive lineman, I'm excited for that. Uh, the defense and, and it's it seems like they're always just in close games. I thought they should have ran away from the Vikings today. I know that the Vikings have a, a different defensive scheme and and there were some other things. And when guys started to get hurt, I was just saying, just get get the hell out of there, get out of there. If you can win this one, great. However, it happens. I like the way that they're winning these close games, but you should be able to beat these. They're talented enough. Their offense is what they are. And if you do the scheme, if you play both sides of the ball to their strengths, their strengths travel. Their strengths are what playoff football is all about. You need to be able to run the football. You need to be able to hold the line of scrimmage on defense. I think that they're set up. I'm interested to see if this week off is going to affect Joe Flacco. 
Um, and I, I think the Browns defense is, is going to be the thing that nobody's prepared for in the AFC. So if I'm going to put, put a stamp on it, I guess I'll, I'm going to say the Browns are a little bit more, I trust them a little bit more because that defense, Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, all the guys that they had out today that the Bengals took advantage of, they're, they're going to be playing for as long as they're healthy and, and they're a damn good defense when they're all healthy. Jordan, Lions, Browns, who you trust in there? Kind of touching on what Jimmy said, uh, you know, the, the, the Lions look great. They're a great story. Uh, they have a phenomenal offensive line. But, uh, you know, I know Gossman deep in the postseason with uh, L.A. when his time there. But yeah. I I, I got to go with the Browns. Uh, is it, And I'm going to shout out to Doug Stevens, uh, one of the hosts of the <laughs> Doug, here on Variety Sports Network. We kind of go back and forth. But uh, I definitely I, – I go for the Browns. They, uh, they are built for uh, – they're built for playoff football. They have yep. an run game. Uh, they have one of the best offensive lines, even though they've been dinged up. Uh, they have one of the best defenses in the league. They're secondary. They play man coverage almost 72% of the time, which is the highest in the league. Uh, so they, they leave their guys on corners. They trust their pass rush. They, they just they have a lot of good things going for them. Joe Flacco has Super Bowl winning experience, playoff experience. Uh, he's yeah. been in the league, so he can – he, you know, came off the couch. I only worry about it. Can you imagine if Flacco game. gets another Super Bowl, though, Jordan? Two-time Super Bowl champion. Times, yeah. I'd be like, the only thing I caution on is <laughs> Flacco's had a lot of turnovers. Why, why he does have eight touchdowns Yeah. last couple of weeks. He also has nine interceptions. So yeah. he's, he's kind of doing early Jameis Winston thing right now. But uh, I, yeah. I, I think they'll self-correct it. I, I think you'll see a lot more run game, a lot more screens. And uh, I think the I think the Browns five different quarterbacks and you're going to the playoffs. It's gonna, yeah, it's not bad. That's, not, death, that's uh that's unheard of. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see it again. So give me Cleveland. It'll be fascinating. Those are two of the most more interesting. I, I think I don't think like Houston Browns like jumps off, but just kind of like the way those teams throughout the whole season have played. It's kind of an interesting matchup. The sexy matchup, of course, is Detroit and L.A. There, I don't know. I haven't seen you. I've been trying to check. I don't know. Yeah. I like. I like that. I like that game, man. I like. I, that, I like that uh, Houston uh, game because you know, again, Houston is a is a very. Um, I guess you can relate because they're 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 a thirsty uh, fan base as well, and they're mm-hmm. going to be very very excited, man, about um, you know this playoff game. And there's a lot of great things going on in Houston, man. We got the national championship game back there in Houston and, uh, tomorrow. They just had. Yeah. The, I was just out there for the final four, so That's a lot right. of great great. Energy going on out there in Houston, man, and they're going to be fired up. Browns, hey man, they haven't been here in a while themselves. So again, man, Flacco went a, 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 a good, even to get to a Super Bowl. I know in two separate down there decades. It seems like, man, come on, man, hey, that's Hall of Fame, man. That's all. That's Hall of Fame. He gets it. Him and Eli, they do it. They pull it out. They get it. Uh, like I said here, a little note. It did, it did come true, people. It is a tradition like none other. The AFC South team does play their first game. They get the Saturday AFC. They're going to play against Cleveland. Detroit, a little breaking news. That will be the Sunday night game, 5 o'clock. Night, baby. Against Los Angeles. Green Bay is going to play Dallas Sunday afternoon. The Monday night game will be Philadelphia at Tampa. So that's the kind of the early little breaking news as we kind of look at the schedule there through it. Kind of get through a couple games here quick, then we'll move on to question of the week. Packers, they beat the Bears. We talked about it was big. Love could not lose this game with – Rodgers, Favre, and then, like, you can't lose the Bears at home, get eliminated from the playoffs. Like you said last year, the Lions knocking them out, like you said, Jimmy. But last mm-hmm. year, you can't have that same aura around you if you're this new quarterback supposed to take over. So they get in as a seven seed. Cowboys, they crush the Commanders. The Giants, 
they crushed the Eagles, the, the security guard. Who knew he mattered so much? We knew it. He mattered. He, he mattered more than we Get thought. The aura. Building. <laughs> he gets it. Who? What's been the problem, CN? What's been the problem with the Eagles? What's, been, what's up? Why aren't they getting the job done anymore? I don't get it. Is Dallas? And, and do I have Dallas? Can they break the curse finally? You know what, man? I don't know, man. I was. I. I, I thought it was kind of like you know there was a lot of turnover there. You look at the both coordinators, even for head coaching jobs, it took some hits, um, especially defensively. Their linebacking core was pretty much wiped out um, in free agency. I thought it was just that, man, but the way that they have been performing on the field the last couple of uh, weeks, you know, you would think that a team like them, as savvy as they've been with the draft, as savvy as their GM is, that they would be able to overcome a lot of these problems as the season progressed. But this is kind of saying, I mean, this is kind of signaling that there may be an issue in the locker room that goes beyond the field. We're hearing about Sirianni possibly, have, you know, losing the team. I'm not, you know, anywhere near that area. I don't have uh, boots on the ground there anywhere. So I don't know of any internal turmoil, but just the, the body language there, um, the team not responding like they did last year, it's kind of leading to maybe there's an issue in the locker room. And then today, I, you know, I didn't see, um, I, I didn't get any updates, but there were some key injuries. I think A.J. Brown went down. Yeah. Um, I think Devontae Smith did not, did not play in this game, right? Yeah. But Brown so, got hurt. And then the safety, they had a safety go down too as well. So they, they met, you're right. And then Hurts, like, I think got a dislocated middle finger or something like that. So. Hurts hurt his finger and he already was nursing the knee. Now yeah. they're going to have to go on the road next week somewhere. So look, hey, the, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl participants this year is looking kind of, kind of shaky for them. They get the Bucks that first game Monday night. That's not the worst matchup for them in that for in that in, in that game considering their struggles. That will be an interesting one. I mean, Philadelphia at Bucks. I I would think Philly would win that one, but I, I don't know. It's kind of. I don't know. We'll see if Baker Potato has something up his. I was about to say if Baker if Baker shows up. If Baker shows up, one of the one of the Achilles heels of the Eagles has been their secondary. Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like him or not, he's a Hall of Fame wide yeah. receiver, having a great, great year. Um, got Godwin over there. They got a couple of other players, Trey Palmer, Rashad White's been looking good. I mean, it's it's not it's not the toughest matchup, but this is the playoffs, man. I think anybody and everybody, there aren't too many bullies on the block. We the team that we thought was the bullies, the 49ers, yeah. they just got they they got bullied the other day. You know what I'm saying? And they've lost three games in a row once uh, upon sure. a time this season. So any given Sunday, man, we can see somebody get popped. And I think Hurts, if I'm not mistaken, I think his first year in the playoffs, he lost at I think Tom was obviously the quarterback of the Bucks, but I think they lost in Tampa Bay, his rookie season there. Uh mm -hmm. when they go on, Jimmy Eagles there too. They're they're kind of drop off, but also Cowboys, they get the Packers. Is there any way Love pulls off a, a little upset here? I mean, they, they Rogers miracle sideline catch. Can we get part two somewhere along here? Is there any magic up their sleeve? I mean, could you imagine Dallas? This is a game that you got to, you don't lose a game like this if you're, you know, but do they? they? They've been able to make it out of the wild card. It's not to say that the divisional round is going to go any better. I think that the Cowboys, until they aren't, are always liable for some kind of an upset at every round of the playoffs because it's yep. such a single game thing. And you had Mike McCarthy, and I know Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl, but he had a Hall of Famer at quarterback there, and um, he he put him in better situations. I don't know what it is, but the the play calling in the playoffs for the Cowboys has, has been their downfall for the last two seasons. Quarterback draw with 15 seconds left, um, just just not putting yourself in the right spot. 
And honestly, as much as people, uh, I think Pollard's done great. He He's an explosive running back, but they missed Zeke near the goal line. Zeke was a, a touchdown scorer within three yards. That's not Tony Pollard. That's not his game. He's not been that big, big enough running back to, to bust through and, and take out a goal line defense. I think that's what's going to kill the Cowboys at some point in the playoffs. I still don't have faith in them to go. If they make it to the NFC Championship, I will say whoever plays them has a uh, at least 60-40 chance of beating them and making it to the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, like I said, that whole division, Jordan, I mean, was just like because at the beginning of the year, it's pretty. Com- I felt like the confident was it was Eagles. I thought that way. Just you know, what were they? What were they? Were they ten and one at some point? But they were kind of winning a lot of like close games throughout the year. And then to your point, Sienna, it does feel like something a little deeper, and you don't know like to what level. But there definitely does seem like there's like either offense isn't feeling defense, or somewhere along the line, there's a coach thing that they're not liking. There, you can just kind of feel that along with it. All right, question of the week here as we keep the show moving here on Talking the Gridiron. We're going to pivot, right? We'll call it football here for a second. We did this a couple of weeks ago as we got to the playoffs. And we said it's Talking the Gridiron, baby. We can get into more than just NFL here once in a while. All right, Han, you got in the background there, right? We got your boy. You see it, baby. Monday night. My, Monday night. My joke is always – my joke is the, the championship game. It's a five-hour affair, so make sure you're ready for it. It's a five, you're going to be up for five hours watching the game. But – in the West Coast, it doesn't matter here. I'll be up there. We'll <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll get done at 7 o'clock instead of 6.30. I don't know how many guys in the East Coast. Like, I remember one Alabama Clemson. I'm like, that game probably was like 145 it ended out there. Your guys' time was insane. So I'm, I'm, hear, I'm hearing some folks complain about why it's so early, you know, at 7.30, I guess, Eastern Standard Time. I'm like, yeah, they got tired, man. Like These 9 o'clock games, man, you know, it's no longer during the, yeah. uh, the New Year uh, 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 break. So now – we got to go to work tomorrow, man. Yeah, so, right. hey, man, you got to pull it back a little bit. I feel sorry for you guys. It's like 4.30 on you guys' time, right? I know. I'll, be at, I'll still be at basketball practice before it even starts there. Um, <laughs> see, Ed, see Ed, who you got then? I mean, obviously, I, I know you're going to pull towards the Wolverines. Yeah, obviously. Out here, Pac-12, though. Can we the Pac-12? How do you feel about Washington a little bit with going against – because such um, a different team than everybody else that you face. Very good team, man. Very good team. And to be honest with you, I am worried. I don't think it's going to be um, – um, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, uh, I think it's gonna be possibility of a convincing win, but I don't think we run away with it. I think um, Washington presents a lot of unique challenges for us. Probably the most um, explosive offense that we faced all year. They have, you know, three great wide receivers. Michael Penix, um, we saw him in the Big Ten. He actually beat us, and uh, I think two years ago when he was at Indiana. So you know, he made some magic happen at Indiana. Three hundred and forty something yards um, of passing, uh, three touchdowns in that game. I think he did some damage to us on the ground as well. Great quarterback, accurate, strong arm, gets it to those receivers, going to put extreme amount of pressure on our defense. Now, offensively, I think I think that we do have an advantage um, up front. We're talking about a team in Washington that, you know, won a lot of high-scoring games um, but didn't do a great job stopping the run. I guess they gave up 140 yards on the ground. And some folks – I mean, to me, that's a little bit – you know, that's not great, but that's not – you know what I'm saying? That's not – that's not – that's not – um, you know, shut them down type defense. But then I looked at them, um, what they gave up through the air. They gave up 270 yards through the air. So I don't know if teams just stopped attacking them um, during the run game or they were playing from behind or they were just getting, you know what I'm saying, having so much success yeah. through the air that they decided to attack them that way. So I think that we will be able to go either route. We, of course, we want to run the football. Of course, it's advantageous to us to eat up the clock and keep that um, um, offense off the field. But at the same time, I think that they're going to come in trying to set up some seven- and eight-man boxes, trying to stop the run. 
and force JJ to beat him on the um, on the outside. And I think he can do it, man. So I'm looking at a great game, exciting game. Um, they're gonna, you know, definitely make some plays in the passing game. Definitely put up. Uh, I'm sorry, put um, our corners to the test. Will Johnson, uh, Josh Wallace, um, and uh, Mike Sanistrio. But one or two of those guys are going to make a big play. I'm looking at us winning the game in 31, maybe to 24. When's when's the last time Michigan won the? Is it nine? When was the last time? Ninety seven, man. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. I was a young buck. I was a young buck, man. I was just I was just done with high school, brother. <laughs> who, was the, who was the coach of that team again? Uh, was, was that Lloyd Carr? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yes, it was Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr. Uh, Jordan, obviously, you're you're an Ohio State guy. I know that you're, you're Ohio State. They lost. I know that. They lost to Michigan there at that. Uh, is this a Huskies victory? Is this a or is this a is this Big Ten? You're still respecting. Don't be like that, that man. Don't be like that. <laughs> I got some valid points. Hold on. Hold on. As Lee Corso says, uh, let me uh, let, let me start by saying uh, it's definitely going to be a competitive game, but uh, I personally am going to give it to Michigan because uh, Washington comes out of the Pac-12. They're not known for defense. Uh, they win shootout games. They win high scoring games. Uh, I just I foresee Michigan really doesn't turn the ball over a lot. They they didn't in the Big Ten this year. They didn't in their bowl game against Alabama too much. So uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair. I think it's going to be more of a 38-41 type deal. I think Washington comes out and makes that one mistake that Texas made a week prior. And you know, going into the second half, fumbling the ball, uh, they were down ten and never quite pulled out of it. Uh, I, I do think that uh, Michigan just has too much defense, and I think that that's going to be the big difference. Washington's going to do a lot of razzle-dazzle. Uh, that quarterback's going to get his, both running and passing. But Michigan in the end is going to make those uh, big-time stops late in the game. So I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Give me Michigan 48 – I'm sorry, 41 to 38. So. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm in Pac-12 territory for one more year. You're Colorado out there, Pac-12. Yeah. Come on, does Pac-12 pull out? I, what do you got? I was going to say, we probably have watched a majority of the Pac-12 uh, of yeah. the people that are on the show. So, <laughs> yes, that that has been the reputation of the Pac-12, and they rightfully earned that reputation over the last few years. This was – they still score a lot. There's still not the same caliber of defense, but there's not the same caliber of offenses that, that the Big Ten schools see that what the Pac-12 can bring. So – I, I think that initially it's going to be very close to the vest. They're going to be kind of testing each other, similar to a boxing fight where jab, how does he react to my jab? How does he react when I step this way? I think there's going to be a stretch of the game where both offenses just go off. I think McCarthy has the tools. He has He's one of the coolest guys that I can remember playing co- college football quarterback. Penix is up there too, but like J.J. McCarthy threw a bad interception, had a very tough game against Alabama, yet still somehow put put enough plays together, kept his guys going, and, and kept everybody calm enough in the huddle that he got offensive player of the game. So I, I think that his just a spirit, not, not getting rattled, and Penix being as old as he is and seeing as much college football as he has, there's going to be a stretch where points are flying, and then what defense is going to bunker down? What defense do you have faith in in hunkering down and, and stopping the other when this does happen? Washington's done it in, in the high-scoring games. They did it against Oregon twice. Beating Oregon twice is not something that anybody should overlook. But I do think that what I saw from Michigan against Alabama, Jalen Milrow's a hell of an athlete, and he looked like he could barely move the way that they were pressuring him, the way they schemed him to, to the point where and, – and those backers are damn good. So yeah. – 
all three levels of Michigan's defense give me more confidence. I'm going to say Michigan wins also. I think that Washington deserves their flowers to be here because I did not expect Washington to be here yeah. at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And it's an interesting match. It's not like our kind of our usual ones a little bit. I know Michigan's been in the like kind of been in the conversation recently, but like you said, ninety-seven. So it's been a long time since we like this matchup yeah, I, here with I, it. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like we're both new to the to the game. You know, we, we <laughs> yeah, have been, exactly. you know, we're a big brand, if you will, and, and and you know, people talk historically about us, but when it comes down to we weren't a part of any type of BCS championships, we weren't a part. This is our first um dance in, in, into the uh the CFP, of course, in the last couple of years, we were in, you know, the semifinals. But again, we're new to the dance, too. But this is a, you know, we can we can we can we can definitely, you know, say and pray and 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 uh, and, and, and say our, our, our good things about the, you know, the Pac-12 and, you know, how good it is. And this is a great matchup for the Big Ten Pac-12. But this is the official kickoff of the new yeah, improved big ten. big ten, baby. This is a Big Ten coordination, an introduction uh, to the nation if you will, about the caliber of football that will be played going forth in the Big Ten. Championship, yeah. national championship caliber football, man. One of the old guard in Michigan versus one of the new uh, invitees in Washington, man. So, again, man, hey, this is great for the Big Ten, man, baby. This is all eyes on us. And a good uniform matchup. I like Washington's one of my favorite uniforms. If they wear the purple more, so we'll see what Michigan. I don't. I don't know what the actual who's wearing what though. So we'll see. This it's always a good uniform matchup there too. So like I said, go Jimmy. Last thoughts on it. I. It's just want to mention it's for the first time since '91 Washington's been in this spot too. So yeah. is, talk about two fan bases that have tasted success. Now they need it back. And and yes, I wonder. Does anybody know where the money goes if, if Washington wins? Do they the money. leave it? Or do they take it with them to the Big Ten? Because if so, then the Big Ten is – it's already – I think they got the better teams joining them. That's going to be a hell of an advantage if they get the money no matter what in this game. Oregon State gets it. No, uh, they get, they're the last team. They, or, they should State honestly Oregon. just leave it behind. Like all oh, – Stanford, you can – actually, they're private schools. Yeah, they're right. – Forget that. that. Forget you that. You get it no matter what. All right, so always a big one. Championship game, Washington quarterback shout-out. One of my guys out here. Marcus Tuiasopo, that name, if it rings a bell, anybody out there, X Raider over here. So uh, those ones, was it Jake Locker, I believe, a quarterback from Washington? They've had a few. Uh, Jake Browning, Cody, Cody Pickett, Cody Pickett, a couple of them that have made that NFL through the years. So like, big game tomorrow. Damon, Damon Hoard, wasn't it? Wasn't it Hoard? Damon Hoard? Yeah, you're right. He made it. Vita Vea, was there. So a lot. Of, it'll be a big game tomorrow. It'll be fun. Like we said, four thirty start there. So it'll be good. Thanks for giving your thoughts on there with Michigan. Versus Washington. All right, guys. As I call it, kind of we'll go middle of the third of the pot here. We'll be done here in a little bit here. Real quick here, as we I call this the news and notes segment here. So kind of quick thoughts on it. See Hen, quick thought. Rest or rust? Do you have a thought on it? It always the final week of the year. It always comes up. Oh, if we rest this guy, and then your boy Laporte. You know, you have these situations that's like you have to play somebody. You can't just bring up fifty-six new players and have them play on the team. So like Cleveland. Do you have any? But then I remember back in the day, the the one that always makes it stick out to me was the Colts. Like with the remember they would they would always win the AFC South and they would sit their guys and Big Ben would upset them or they would lose in the first round and like I felt like it took more on after that. You got a feeling about either way about it? Yeah, so I, I think it's kind of situationally based. Um, when you look at us to, uh, coming into this week's game, we did somewhat have a shot still at the number two seed, so it kind of made sense for us to try to win this uh, football game. Um, Philly lost, um, and what we needed was uh, Dallas to lose. So yeah. um, 
again, those were late games. We didn't know the outcomes of those games. So, I mean, for us, I don't think I really and, – and we're talking about a team that hasn't been to the um, – hasn't regularly been to the postseason. So we don't know kind of what the preparation is. And I think for us in terms of keeping that momentum going, you want to kind of keep the, 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 the routine the same as uh, – as similar as possible going into the, uh, the playoffs. So, unfortunately, you know, injuries do happen. Yeah. I would like to see maybe Laporta maybe play – um, a few less snaps, a little bit more blending going on with some of the backups in terms of and the and the and the, and the first string guys. But again, who's to say which play he gets hurt on? So, yeah. I mean, that's just how it happens, man. Unfortunately, but um, now if you have nothing to play for, I feel like, or you have a team that's a, a veteran team that's seasoned, they've gone through this routine of going to the playoffs um, before. Then you know, hey, rest your guys, get ready for that next week. I find it interesting with Jordan because the the Ravens to me are the team that got affected by it a couple of years ago when they they had that lead and then they came out flat and they lost was it the Titans maybe I think it was the first yeah, round there it was the Titans. Yeah. that was the Titans uh, AFC Championship yeah so like I don't know I don't there's always this weird thing like the but, you know, that sometimes it just comes back and maybe you're flat I think it's more of a thing of the other team that wins the wild card round I think it's ultimately where it kind of lies is that momentum but sometimes it does yeah. seem like maybe they're they're a little off or something because they haven't played but, in three weeks. But, I mean, you, you've seen success where, uh, you know, when the Giants years ago played all their starters against the Patriots. Yeah. Week 17. And that ended up being the Super Bowl. So, yeah. uh, you've seen That's it true. work. But I also think about uh, Marvin Lewis's second-to-last run in the playoffs when we played the Steelers on Sunday night. Already having a playoff spot locked in. A.J. Green went down. We couldn't play him against Indianapolis. Marvin Jones went down. We, we missed him against Indianapolis. And just a key a key room full of injuries. We went to Indy on what was one of the most embarrassing playoff losses in uh, recent history. And Andrew Luck carved everybody up. Uh, Sanu was our number one. Didn't really have a number two guy there. Uh, so uh, I think it you know kind of goes both ways. Uh, you can either stay sharp or hit that injury. And I think look at Cleveland. Twenty five percent of their uh, cap is on the IR already. So That's most true. certainly. Most certainly you don't go out against a team that's already a division rival and wants to do nothing more than to maybe hurt you and or, you know, play spoiler already. So, yeah, I, I think it's just uh, – How much is Marvin Lewis paying you to say his name every time on this show? I feel like the last three weeks <laughs> – That's like – That'll be like over and under Marvin Lewis four times on the – How is Marvin taking you away? It's, it's, it's so bad. Bad. Yeah, Nervous, Jimmy. <laughs> making you nervous. <laughs> He, he's in the Raiders office right now talking. <laughs> he's in there. He's in there working with Mark Davis uh, right now. Uh, hey, Jimmy, let me get keep it moving here with it. I got to go with a hey, the draft order. Just quick thoughts on it. I, got, I always like this as the season kind of end. Just looking at it. Bears, they get the first pick because, yes, we talked about it. The Panthers, they get there. Commanders, Cardinals, Patriots, Char or Chargers, Giants, Titans, Vikings, Bears, your top 10 there. Falcons, Jets, Raiders, Broncos outside of it. Uh, that's our order with it. Kind of interesting. The commanders can Terrell, your commanders, they can do it this year. They're gonna get your quarterback of the future. I can feel it, right? May. Can they, I feel like Trevor May would be the guy he would hate. Just replace one North Carolina quarterback with another. Oh, That's I feel what... like he would lose his mind if they took Trevor May. I wouldn't mind seeing Terrell get a little excited about that. See Henry Jimmy. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Jimmy, what do you think? <laughs> what jumps up out to you about that draft order? Anything? Caleb Williams. It's, Caleb Williams it's what the out. Bears are going to do. Yeah, because it, Justin Fields after the game kind of sounded like he was saying goodbye. I I don't – I said it this morning. I've made my feelings about uh, Caleb Williams very clear. I don't think that he's going to come in and light the league on fire. I see more Bryce Young than I see more 
C.J. Stroud and what Caleb Williams is going to do. Who knows what what that is actually going to end up looking like? But we said it in college. He didn't. He had the best team. He had Brendan Rice. He, he had all these weapons. Normally, he was the better team every given Saturday, and he still couldn't put it together in, in big spots. Arizona State almost punked him on the road this year, and then he did end up losing a few games. I think that the what the Bears have with Justin Fields, while that it's disappointing <clears throat> to lose today, you didn't get embarrassed. You should have probably won that game. It would be a lot better if you did. I I say you have the number one overall pick as a luxury. Trade back. You can build this thing. You you have been oh, decent at drafting in those middle rounds. It's when you take the big swings that that you normally miss. So take away the big swing that you have. Gain some more assets from it. See if somebody will give up a player for it too, whoever you might want. And then let's continue to build what we think that we have. I don't know if Eberflus is the answer. But what he did, the way that this Bears team finished up, and if they beat the Browns, they're in legitimate contention for this playoff spot. They were eliminated because they couldn't do that. It's a sour taste in their mouth, but I think what they do with that number one overall pick is is where what's going to be the spark uh, for the rest of the draft. It'll be, and they have the tenth pick too. Like you know, like Harrison Jr. jumps out right away. I mean, he might not be worth a number one pick, but like you think, like you keep Fields and then you bring him in. That kind of, and then the other receiver that came out, they got him from the Panthers last year. Swap with the Commanders and take Marvin Harrison Jr. second. (laughs) Yeah, you're right there. The Commanders, I I don't. They're like one of those franchises. Like it's almost. Here's my. I always go to basketball once where they're like the Hornets to me. Like they're just kind of there, and then once in a while we'll do something. I don't know what happens with it. So the Commanders, we'll see what they do with that. Jordan, the card. I'm always a little bonus Cardinals there. I'll see what the Cardinals do with it. The Chargers. Oh my goodness, Chargers! How do you find yourself picking fifth overall? That's the that's the team that jumps out the most at this list when I see it there. So just uh, I always like to look at that draft there with it there uh, as we kind of get into the Raiders' 12th, Broncos' uh, 13th pick overall. All right, a couple stats here. I get to you as we get to the fourth quarter here of the show. Rams. Break rookie record. Uh, the, guy, the guy's a stud. Like he just I, yeah. BYU. How do you do it once in a while? BYU finds a way. They get they they, they find a way with these guys. He gets like the Jets. They relish the 15 game wins. The losing streak is over. Versus the Pats. Somehow it dies. Does Bill Belichick see Henry? Is this his last time walking off the field? Um, it could be, man. I'm hearing a lot of you know rumblings over there in New England, and you know to be quite honest with you, man, I'm kind of they've kind of they've kind of become stale to me with him over there. Um, The question with me is, does he go to another team and will he be just the head coach or will he be the GM as well? I think for me, the last three, three or four years of him being a GM, I mean, has shown that he definitely does not have the best eye for talent. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to, if I'm an NFL franchise, if I'm willing to entrust him with being my GM as well as my coach. So that's going to be a, um, a, a, a huge discussion and also if he is going to go to another team will he just be fired or resign or will there be a trade and who's willing to give up you know what i'm saying compensation for him so i mean it could be it could be but he needs to get out of new england man they've become a stale franchise man with him there i'm my buddy's like he's, he's he doesn't think they're gonna, he's a patriots fan he's he doesn't he's kind of doesn't think they're going to get rid of him but he does think that the gm title probably needs to go from him there a little bit there. So the Jets disappointing season there. Jimmy, your brother's Jets. They don't he doesn't they don't get the job done. It starts from the very beginning. Rogers there with it. The Rams, the rookie, they get the job done. Jordan, any thoughts on those? Uh my my, my first thoughts on Bill Belichick is I, I, I think he's gone. Uh I don't think uh te- teams are gonna call for him. I mean he is still Bill Belichick. He does yeah. have 
for, uh, you know, over a decade of dominance over in New England has experience being in Cleveland. Uh, do I think he takes a GM role? He probably doesn't want that. I mean, that, just outside looking in, he probably wants a smaller role where he can come in, win games, string together some talent, uh, may, maybe reunite with one of his former workers. I mean, uh, this could be like a fantasy stretch for me. Like Detroit sticks out for me. The Raiders love everything everything to do with the Patriots. Maybe they give him a call. Detroit. Not, Detroit who? Detroit. <laughs> Matt Patricia, he comes back. He doesn't have any former, work, former workers here anymore. They're gone. <laughs> uh, Matt Patricia's no Patricia, gone. No we're good on Bill. Don't <laughs> build, yeah. But 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 also a part of me thinks that maybe he can go to the college ranks. But uh, it'd be interesting to see. That would be interesting. That so, bill in college, that would be kind of funny to see. I mean, I could I couldn't see that. that like with, Bill Walsh go back to with, with, with the way the NIL is built right now in college, kind of being more of a <laughs> professional with money and yeah. dollar cents to bring in somebody that's already been to the yeah. top, can show kind of the youth and even hold the youth in a little bit longer on teams from just exiting into the transfer portal. Ohio State for Ryan Day? Is that what you're trying to get together? But I could I could definitely see him going Man, down. Ryan Day is doing a wonderful job. I don't even know what the problem is. He's won 50-plus games. He's doing a wonderful job, man. There's no need. I see no problem with Ryan Day whatsoever. Okay. I see a major yeah. Ryan Day, That's my guy, bring Urban Meyer back in a heartbeat. <laughs> He's my guy. He's my guy, dog. <laughs> He's my guy. You know, for Michigan's fans, call him your guy. John Cooper, man. Uh, That's John Cooper all over again, man. That's our guys, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy. As we look ahead into the wild card, I kind of briefly told you some of the matchups here. We don't know. It looks like it's probably going to be if Miami holds on to win here, right? They're up fourteen to seven right now. So I believe if they they go on to win. They're going to play Buffalo again next week. I got to talk about this team real quick because, for God's sakes, this team is like they, – they're just – they're a cockroach. They will never die. Mike Tomlin. Buffalo. Man. Buffalo. They take out 17 straight winning seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They make the playoffs again. Oh, you're talking and, about Pittsburgh. Oh, my bad. I'm talking about Pittsburgh because I don't understand, C. Henry, how this team gets to the playoffs when you have Cody Pickett – and you have Mr. Trubisky, and you have and you have the other guy, I can't even think of his name, that just came in last week, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Here. I don't get it. I don't get it. So he didn't come in last man. week. Two years. Yeah. I'll be hating on, I'll be hating on Mike Tomlin. Even his own fan base is hating on him, man. But the guy gets it done. He gets it done, man. He just He's a quarterback away in a few – two or three pieces from getting that team back to um, Super Bowl contention. That, but, that, again, line is they got – they got it. They got to hit on some draft picks, man. They got to hit on some draft picks, man. Yeah, I just, I, I would rather them. I hate him because I, I can't stand having somebody that good near me. I just don't want them around anymore. And they can't. It's not fair that one franchise has four head, co three head coaches in their entire history and as many Super Bowls as they do. It just the fact that they continue to stick around. The fact that they're gonna can going to continue. Um, I don't think that they're going to do much this year because I think that they're depleted, they're injury riddled, and yeah, don't get, don't put me down for Mason Rudolph winning a playoff game, mm -hmm. uh, or Kenny Pickett, or they made the playoffs somehow. I know they made the playoffs. They shouldn't have made the playoffs because you know who should have beat them two weeks ago? Jake Browning. You know who who <laughs> wet the bed? Jake Browning. You know what they did the last two weeks? They just they they like they scare teams into submission. It's like they yeah. go boo, and, and nobody knows how to deal with that.
They should go. not have lost even to the Ravens backups yesterday. What? Come on, man. Come on now. Bengals coach in a second half and that's that's been a that's been a tall tale story of all year when Browning took under center they still <laughs> run the same screens it, just, it drives me crazy you, you see the same plays over and over and over again it's not a different script and Never you, it, Pittsburgh came out and made the adjustments and we actually what happens or what's what, what how would you feel about Pittsburgh if they somehow acquired one of uh if they acquired Justin Fields if they acquired Kirk Cousins, or if they acquired uh, who else? Maybe I uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, how, Russell, how would you guys? Out of the out of the three, Russell Wilson scares me the least. Okay, Just, Justin Fields. I don't Justin Fields. I, actually, not that I want to play him, but being able to see that style of quarterback play more than just when you're playing Baltimore might not be the like we might actually be able to figure out how to to stop it. Um. But now imagine, now imagine it though with 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 uh, with with, with uh, Fryer move with Deontay yeah. Johnson with Pickett who just got eleven hundred with Willie Lump Lump at the quarterback spot. Now imagine now that might not be something that the teams want to see, man. Yeah, it's what, it's not they, ideal. The, the, the other question: <laughs> What would Pittsburgh give up? Never for? ideal. <laughs> what who? What would Pittsburgh have to give up for uh, Justin Fields? I don't know. What do you think? I'm thinking maybe like a second and a second and a fourth, I, maybe. I think a starter on the roster and a second or a fourth. One of those defensive guys are going to be going to be called about. I mean, they're Just, in a position of power. Those defenses atrocious. I, I mean, it'll be interesting with Chicago what they can get if they do put that first pick out on the line because people know that they have that Fields dilemma there. So it'll be interesting how teams kind of uh, kind of move their way through that. To me, the most like if we kind of look at, I think the most exciting game come the week. If you look at matchups, it's going to be Lions Rams. It's going to get some hype just because of the storyline there. I do like that Cleveland Texans matchup as well. But Buffalo just took a ninety-six yard punt return to tie. Oh, so there we go. So that I mean, because okay. that if they win the division, then they get to play Pittsburgh. That change, and then you get Miami Kansas City. So there's still like this like kind of like that could be a juicy matchup if you had Kansas City. Uh, in Miami as well. So, and then that it's not a great one, but that Philly Tampa one's still in the back of my head. It's not the worst one for a Monday night, especially given if, Philly's. <laughs> if you get, if we get, if we get Miami, uh, Kansas City, yeah, and uh, Miami gets Mostert and, and, and Waddle back, I mm. think Kansas City is, 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 is the underdog in that game, man. They might get, they might be out first round. I think Kansas City is a first-round exit. They they have so much animosity going on in the locker room. They've looked terrible the last couple of weeks. They have all the distractions going on. It's just that I I'm not for once in many years I'm not scared of Kansas City in the playoffs at all. So, so is it is it is it Kansas City will have to play either uh, Miami or 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 Buffalo? Yep, correct. Oh yeah, they might be a one and out. They might be it might it might be one it might be one and done. I don't want to. Put no, dirt on them. That's a tough matchup. City, for them. Kansas City would play Pittsburgh if Miami wins tonight. So that's that would be that because if Miami wins tonight, they play Buffalo again next week. So it'd be it's almost more beneficial for uh, uh, for, Pitt, for I would think for Kansas City if they want to play Pittsburgh in the next. I, round. I, oh I, yeah, yeah. Kansas City has been a turnover machine. Patrick Mahomes is yeah. a and turnovers and interceptions. Exactly. They're going to play that Steelers defense. I <laughs> I, I don't see him getting past it. But TJ Watt, you know, he got hurt today too, though. So that's 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 a that's a big uh, a big factor as well. 
Jimmy, what did you say uh, this morning? What is uh, what's what is uh, what's the girlfriend of Taylor Swift song that's coming out tonight after the Golden Globes? And there's something that, we got the Golden Globes, we got Kelsey single coming out tonight. So uh, he wasn't there. She was he wasn't there at the Golden. Globes. I think she went good. to the. Did she, did she not go to the Chiefs game? They, I think they she just showed her there on the Globes either. They would have showed her on TV. You know that with it. All right. Hey, yeah. usually we do game ball for week 18. And we usually do that. But I feel like instead of game ball for who gets week 18, let's let's kind of go to our – we haven't really done this one in a while. But it's we did it last year on week 18. Like, we'll end the show with this. How about winners and losers for the 2023 regular season? It could be player, coach, announcer. I don't care what it was. CBS sucked at something. I don't care what you're picking before. What, it, if there's, what is kind of your winner – and losers of the of the season as a whole overall. Jordan, maybe you could get us started. You got a winner of the season possibly here? Oh, it's definitely hands down the Houston Texans organization. Winners. Right. Win, winning in the draft. Winning in a regular season. Finding a coach that's a, a rookie head coach that fit the culture of the locker room. Turning around in one year span. I, you Winning the division. Yeah, it's definitely that. That's that. That's got to be the biggest winners of the AFC, in my opinion, in a one-year turnaround. So definitely going to the Texans. So the Texans, you got another one for us, or are you gonna jump on the Texans one as well? Myself? For me? No. Yeah. See, Henry, who you got? Winner oh, of the, oh, winner of the oh. You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with I, Houston. That's a great one. I, I could jump on that one. I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the other team. I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Right. Um, you look at all the turmoil that they've had to deal with at the quarterback position. Old man uh, Flacco was on the was on the couch a couple weeks ago. Now he's out there slinging court uh, 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 touchdowns to everyone. They they lost Nick Chubb along the way. Stefanski to me is a is a is a um, bona fide coach of the year um, coach of the year uh, prospect. So a candidate, if you will. So I'm gonna go with Cleveland as a big winner. Good call there, Jimmy. Who you got? My winner is Baltimore because as much as I tried to speak the negativity into existence, they were able to overcome it, and they look pretty dangerous. They look just about as dangerous as they did when Tennessee punked them in the divisional round. Um, This is a more seasoned team, and and they got some guys – they got some grit to them. It's a hardball coach team. They're always going to be engaged. Good call there. So those are some of the winners here. I got a couple for us. Like I said, like we said, Tomlin, 17, and crazy. Flacco. Good comeback year. D'Amico Ryan's Henry retirement speech. Uh, McVay and the Rams, they get a little winner, winner love from me as well. Uh, Mayfield gets a little love after me with the Panthers. And then when I call my Jeremy Lin of the season, uh, Josh Dobbs mania. That was that was my – so that gets a winner. The Josh Dobbs mania there for a couple weeks. He I, took still don't even know, I still don't know why they benched him, looking at the guys they put in. I still don't know. <laughs> it was, but it was like I felt like it was Josh. My, what was it? Tyler was tweeting out there. People like this guy like him more than Josh Allen. He was like freaking out over it. Like <laughs> it felt like that man. Like for two, for like fourteen days, Dobbs was on top of the world there for a few weeks in the NFL. So he gets our winner of the week there, winner of the season there as well. Jordan, get us started with losers here this time. Who you got for loser in the regular season? Losers. I mean, I, I obviously the Carolina Panthers. We don't have to touch much on that, yeah. but. I, I, I'd almost have to go Atlanta. All the, the big offseason moves, the, the veterans that they brought in on defense and the secondary and the line and, you know, the, the, the awesome draft that they had, bringing in the running back situation and just the total mismanagement of the roster from the quarterback down. Absolute losers in the soft division that they really should have won. Yeah. Right yep. there. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, I just that they're the biggest losers in my opinion. Good call there. Jimmy, who you got? 
Mine's broadcasting because I am the broadcasting nerd. CBS bringing back Matt Millen to broadcast Ooh. games today. <laughs> I was I was subjugate, subjected to that because my parents wanted to watch the Bronco game, which was horrendous in, in its own right. But man, he, he's been out of the booth a while and he's still not that great at it. He was a decent linebacker is all I'm going to say. But he was never he's never been my favorite in the booth. And I, he didn't do any favors today. And he likes drafting wide receivers, right? That was part of his other thing. He likes drafting them high in the first round. Terrible, that, terrible, that, terrible GM. Uh, was it was it go Rodgers and then was it Roy Williams the next year? Roy something like Williams. that. Calvin, he got right. He got it right with Calvin. The third one. He got Calvin. Calvin. He got it. Megatron saved him a little bit <laughs> with that one. Megatron saved there. There. So that was a loser. See, Henry, you got loser of the season. Yeah, here? my loser, man, has got to be man. Um, I got to go with, with with Trevor Lawrence and the and the Jacksonville Jaguars, That's man. Bad. After you uh, and Calvin Ridley, um, after you go to the playoffs last year, kind of a year early, if you will. After you have your head coach who's kind of like a quarterback whisperer and you don't take that next step um, as a team, you know what I mean? Um, they they jumped out to a very, very, very convincing uh, uh, start here in the NFL season. And then they just fumbled the bag, fumbled right on out of the uh, the playoffs. So to me, they were probably one of the biggest losers of, of 2023. Good call there. Another team fumbled the bag there, gets a loser, the Chargers, we already mentioned. I and mean, they made just as pathetic a season, dumpster fire season there. Tannehill again, just I don't know. There's something about him every two years. I'm just always like, how does this guy make as much money as he does? So well done to him for getting that contract. But yeah, I just don't know how as a Titans fan, it'd be rough to watch him. Uh, they had to watch him today. But the Jags, you lost to Tannehill. I'm sorry. My gosh, that's yeah, that feels got to feel even worse. Sunshine out there. Uh, Rogers goes down early, like I said, first week. Bill Belichick. Uh, I, the reason I say a little loser of the year for me is because of all that. Tom Love, you know, like it, they, they're the more of the season went on, it's just like he's getting worse with that as it goes. Yes, he had. I, I like that you said the 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 the, uh, the Jets because um, Joe Flacco was, I believe, on their team last year. Imagine Joe Flacco throwing the football to Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall on that offense. And I mean, you had him on your team last year. Oh, you didn't resign him. He was on the couch for so long. You didn't reach out to him. Come on, man. The That's Jets what you call it. Fun with the bag, man. They wanted Zach attack. They wanted him in there. He got the – they wanted him <laughs> to take care of it. And then the last one, just because I got the Bengals guys on, and it does suck. To me, this was a big loser just because I enjoy watching him play. The Burrow injury to me was a, was kind of a loser part of the season. I just enjoy watching him play. And uh, The Bengals were a good team with Chase out there, and, like, you know, it just would have been fun to see them play Mahomes again or something like that. So – I always feel like that, that's a bummer. I, I, I honestly, I, I bring this season on the front office. Uh, you know, but, <laughs> with, no, ser- seriously. Yeah, with, I hear you. With, with the leg injury, with Burrow in the offseason, and, you know, we, we started the year one and three. How, how much worse would it have been under a veteran quarterback than putting him on IR for the first four weeks of the season, letting him heal properly? I mean, I, I, think, it, I think the season would have went completely different than going shotgun the entire time and running almost – predictable RPOs because he had no he had no pocket presence. He had no timing with the receivers. We once again didn't play anybody in the preseason. You know, that makes such a difference. I, yep. I really think that, you know, there was no timing, new offensive lineman again, new right tackle, new left tackle, no time together before the season started, quarterback injured. The, this was a complete fumble from the front office. They, they didn't manage the injury correct. They didn't manage the roster the right way. 
you know, it's, it's just kind of a wasted season. Granted, we had a winning record, and we did play in a division where everybody had a winning record in AFC North, and we're the only division to do that this year. So, uh, you know, hats yeah. off. Granted, granted, we're 1-5 we're in, in the division games, but hats off to what is the toughest division in football, in my opinion. The AFC North is no joke. So. And, it, and it was weird, too, that they hung on because they had so many quarterback injuries during the year, too, that you guys hung, in, hung on to yeah. kind of that standard throughout the year. So – um, all right, so that's our Sunday night update here is we kind of put a little bow on the show. As I still got it 14-14 here. It looks like Buffalo has the ball driving. A lot to still behold here uh, as we kind of uh, – Sunday night, still a lot of things to be kind of figured out with the playoffs in terms of the AFC. But we have all the NFC figured out. We gave you the schedule there with it. C. Henry, thank you, man, for taking the time to join us this week on Talk of the Gridiron. Maybe we can get you on a playoff show if the Lions go deep into the episode there with it. Love your podcast. Always follow you on Twitter, but appreciate you. I'm glad we finally able to kind of make this work. So I know it's late your time. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, where can we find you out there? Where, where, uh, where can people kind of find your podcast out here? Yeah, man, you can definitely follow me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, uh, X, whatever you're calling it, at CHAN313. Um, you definitely can find my uh, podcast, The Fellas Present Sports Rap, um, kind of a, a sports show that would have would have some interludes of some of my, some of my favorite uh, uh, rap music from here. Uh, current and past. So um, you can find that on um, Google Podcasts as well as Spotify, and that's The Fellas, D-A, Fellas Present Sports Rap. And uh, he's got, got a big game tomorrow. Got Michigan there. Yes, sir. They got that going with it. Yes, sir. Uh, so we got there. So appreciate you taking the time to jump on here with it. Jordan Maxson, another – appreciate you jumping on, you know, basically, what, week six, week seven, something like that, and join yep. the, rest of the rest of the way with the show. It's been fun kind of getting to know you a little bit over talking the gridiron here. Appreciate you taking the time and giving your thoughts on it. Sorry about your Bengals this year with it, but it's been fun getting your thoughts with the show overall, and I look forward to doing it more with you in the playoffs. Sorry about your Buckeyes. He's not sorry about the Buckeyes at all. <laughs> As he's laughing over that. No, he's not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Hey, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, Jordan, thanks, man. That's no, been good. Appreciate it, man. Been good yes, time Jimmy Pilato. What two regular seasons? Our second year now we finished from week, yeah. season one to season two. I'm just impressed we're able to keep a podcast going like that for two years. It's always been a pleasure, my friend, to with my co-host here with it, Jimmy. It's been good, man. Another good year in the books here. Look forward. Now we're gonna do a little playoff episodes here. That'll be different than last year, but uh, another regular season. So always fun to do it with you again, my friend. Yeah, it was a good season. I'm glad we got to do it. Well, for Jimmy Pilato, for Jordan Maxson, for C. Henry out there and those Michigan Wolverines, I'm Darren Breyer, Fat Boy, Fadeaway Sports. We'll see you in the playoffs, people. Talking the gridiron. We're out. Peace.